Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Tom Harris. Welcome to Tom Harris USA, episode number 104, sort of. It's not a live show. It's a pre-recorded show. But I've had a lot of email, especially lately, asking about the show, and in particular asking me, well, when's your next one going to be? It's been since the end of October since I've done a live show, and I haven't done any pre-recorded shows since then except for the Radio Free Asgard shows that I've been doing every single week. And people keep asking me, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? And I keep saying to them, well, it's kind of hard to say when I'm coming back when it feels like I've never left because I'm still doing a show each and every week. However, when I'm doing a Radio Free Asgard show... It's a completely different thing, and I'm not talking about sort of the general interest stuff. I'm talking more about the mythology and the comics and all that. So it's keeping me busy, and it's scratching my podcasting itch. And in the meantime, my poor live fans, and I really do feel sorry for you all. Those of you who are still here, you have the the patience of Job, I have to say. Those of you who are still here, uh, well, thanks for hanging in there. And I thought I would just, this is not going to be a full hour show. It's not going to be a half hour show even probably. But it is sort of letting you know where things stand. And what really kind of prompted this little impromptu pre-recorded show was the fact that I got up yesterday morning and I went to go check my email like I usually do every morning. And I had an email in my email box from geocaching.com. Now, that's not particularly unusual. I get emails periodically from people on geocaching.com, usually if it's involving one of my finds or one of my caches that I've placed, which reminds me I need to go and do cache maintenance this afternoon. But in this case, they were asking me what the name of my podcasts were. I'm not going to say who it was. I don't really know the person, So, but it became very obvious very quickly what had happened here was that I'd gotten a mention on the Chicago Geocacher podcast. Now, I've been mentioned on that show many times before, but I guess now I'm the the subject of a contest. And the contest is for people to come up with names of my podcasts. And you're supposed to be winning some sort of a a cash container. And and I feel bad because I can't enter this contest. I, I guess I could enter the contest, but I would have an advantage over everyone else. So I, I feel I would feel guilty if I were to enter this contest. Anyway, I'm going to give you the answers to that after I finish this story. So, yeah, so I listened to the end of the episode, to the what they call the afterbirth of the show, where they, they have announced the contest. And the contest is trying to get me new listeners. Now, um, I, I really appreciate Scott and Waltz trying to give me new listeners because I can use all the listeners I can get. But uh, coming as this does during a hiatus... And I haven't been doing live shows or very many pre-recorded shows since last year. You know, people are going to be coming and say, hey, there's nothing new. The last thing is from October. And so this is for you folks. This is for you folks who are coming over here because of the Chicago Geocaching podcast. Now, I do hope that some of you out there will actually go and explore the older shows. And the reason why I say that is because Tom Harris USA, the podcast in particular, was designed so that each show was its own thing. So it shouldn't matter whether you're listening to it back in 2009 or you're listening to it in 2012. For the most part, I tried to avoid topical subjects, and I didn't always succeed in doing that because there was always something going on that I wanted to talk about. But the general themes throughout my shows are themes of skepticality and looking at things rationally as opposed to looking at things emotionally 
and trying to explain things to people and that sort of thing. And a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, and I, you know, I'm particularly proud of some of the early shows, you know, back, uh, you know, show number 11, where I'm talking about uh, the psychics, you know, psychic abilities. I'm talking about Noah's Ark. I'm talking about you know, all this other stuff and and uh, explaining why Noah's flood is a complete myth. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about is is going to be, you know, that it's going to be relevant forever. There's there's never going to be a time when that's not relevant anymore. So I want to encourage people not only do you listen to the new stuff, but to go back into the archives and listen to that stuff because a lot of that stuff I think is important to listen to. So I'm really hoping that people you know don't just listen to the new stuff. Go back and, and dig and, and listen to some of the old stuff as well. Every show has show notes, and you can see what generally I talk about in that show. And if it looks like it would interest you, then then go you know, listen to that show. Now, a lot of the stuff I've done has been travel-related, and that's been a big part of both the live show and the pre-recorded shows. And that will continue to be a thing as I go forward. And obviously, haven't not been doing that with Radio Free Asgard. But, you know, the travel stuff, too. And the travel stuff has been really popular. I see more hits on those old travel shows than anything else. So I do want to encourage people, especially if you're a traveler, whether you're an armchair traveler or a real traveler, to go check out those old shows. And you can find them at TomHarrisUSA.com. I do need to, to, by way of explanation, explain why I have not been doing shows. First of all, I've been doing another show, which has been a weekly thing and it's been taking up a fair amount of my time. People sometimes forget that a pre-recorded show can take so much more time to put together than a live show. And I'm sure the, the Chicago Geocacher guys know this as well because they have the same features every week. And so they have to do the research for their features every week. Now, some of that is provided by the listener. Some of that is stuff that they come up with on their own. They have to compile, you know, the caches they've done in the last week, etc. You know, there's there's a lot that goes on that people don't really understand. That there's a lot of preparation that goes on in podcasting. Even if you're doing a live show, when I was doing the live show every week, I would have to come up with a topic. You know, I'd have to come up with. I would usually come up with an outline of the of the various things I was going to talk about. And it would be very, very basic. It would be like, okay, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about this here. I'm going to have Chris Reardon has decreed one of my old features. Here I'm going to have today in history. If I, you know, if nobody calls in, I'm going to do this. And over the last year of Tom Harris Live, it's become very predictable and you know sometimes i'll get a call sometimes i won't the last couple of episodes you know that i did back in october i had cyber john calling and he's welcome to call do do love to have everyone the whole point of doing a live show is to get callers and if nobody calls you might as well be doing a pre-recorded show and then of course when i'm doing the travel bits i don't particularly want callers because that breaks up the the flow of what i'm talking about so it's kind of a problematic situation but really right now, the reason why I have been doing new shows lately is partially because I've been busy, but partially also because I'm looking for a new venue for the show. And those of you who've been sticking with me for a long time remember that at first I was kind of distributing my own show, the, you know, the Tom Harris USA podcasts. And then I started doing the live show on United Kingdom Radio. Now, I was asked to come to United Kingdom Radio by Ross Patzelt and Chris Reardon, 
who were running it at the time, and they, you know, they said, well, why don't you come to us and do a live show? So I did that for about a year, a little more than a year, actually. And with the demise of United Kingdom Radio, a lot of my incentive for doing the live show went away. And I've been doing you know, the odd one-off show here and there, but it really hasn't been any kind of real routine. And during my time with United Kingdom Radio, I got a few loyal listeners. You know, I'm going to say about 30 to 60 people who would tune in each and every show. And that was my core audience. And, and I do appreciate all of you. And I know that some of you are out there now because this is all of a sudden popping up on your RSS stream. And the longer you remain inactive in podcasting, you start to lose audience. People start to kind of drift off, and they're they're going off and listening to Paul Edwards talk about beer and golf and not coming back to, to my show because I haven't really been doing anything. And when I started Radio Free Asgard, I, I kind of started it as, okay, this is something completely new. This is something different. This is going to be a completely different audience. And other than one or two people, namely Basil Botler, hello Baz, and Robert in Iceland, who I haven't heard from lately. I kind of wonder what Robert's been up to. He, he left Facebook which I thought was, was kind of odd. Other than, than a few people, I really am not hearing from my old audience, you know, the live show audience. So I've been kind of plotting a return, and it's been ongoing. I've been thinking about it for a long time now. i thinking about coming back, and the, what's holding me back is a lack of venue. Now, the last two live shows were put out on 1,000 Mics Radio, and 1,000 Mics is fine for what it is. I mean, I put out the Radio Free Asgard show there as well. But what has happened is I've decided I want a change. The, you know, the live show, like I said, was getting predictable. I want to have some new features. I want to play some music, which is kind of the most important thing. And you can't do that on 1,000 mics. You know, anything you play on 1,000 mics has to be royalty-free. And that's fine, except I don't want to have to, to go through tons and tons of royalty-free music to find, A, stuff that I like and B, stuff that I would actually want to play on the show. So really, I've been looking around for a new venue, and I haven't been doing it very assiduously, which is my own fault. But I'm looking for an internet radio station that has music rights. Now, the only one that I've been able to find so far, and it doesn't seem to be a great match for me, is Reach On Air. And Suko Sullivan, who was also one of my fellow podcasters over at United Kingdom Radio, she does her show now over on Reach, and she seems to have very mixed feelings about it. And I know that in the in the past she's had some scheduling difficulties. The problem with Reach is that they don't allow you to schedule things in advance. You can only schedule things like a week in advance or you know several days in advance. So y- you can't have your your normal every week show slot reserved for you. And even though they have the music licenses and you can play music on your show, they don't guarantee you the schedule. And so I've been looking for venues that have the music licenses where they will reserve you a spot. Because ideally what I'd like to do when I come back as a live show, and I will be coming back as a live show, folks, don't have any doubt of that. It may take a while, but it, you know, I, I was intending to come back in November. That was going to be my, uh, my big rollout. Then I was like, oh, okay, roll after the first of the year. And then the first year, okay, well, maybe at the uh, second anniversary of Tom Harris Live, you know, and it's just got pushed, pushed, and pushed. So let me go on record as saying that I do intend to come back. 
I do intend to be doing a live show again. I want to do music and chat. And if I have to do it on Reach On Air, I'll do it on Reach On Air. But I'm looking for a better venue than Reach On Air. And and that may be a difficulty. And of course, I'm cognizant of the fact that every week that I delay, I'm losing more listeners. And people are going to say, Tom who? You know, because before that, I actually had built up a fairly sizable audience, mostly based in the UK, which is kind of interesting because I'm here in Chicago, beautiful Chicago, Illinois, as I like to say. But the show really did have an international listenership. And I have people from Australia, people from Canada, people from all across the UK, people from all across the United States, and a few that are kind of scattered around in in other countries. And it's very gratifying, of course, to hear from people and have that back and forth with people, at least over email. And, of course, some of the people never contact you. You know that there's somebody in Pakistan listening, but they never email you. So you kind of wonder. You know, wonder about that person. Who is that person? And Suko is actually one of these people. I mean, she'll actually try to track these people down <laughs> and get them to uh, to email into the show. And I never really had the energy to do that, if you know what I mean. I never really wanted to... Uh, uh, be that stalkerish that I have to find out who that listener in Pakistan was. But of course, Suko's show is more about international understanding and sharing cultures and stuff like that. So, you know, if you're interested in that stuff, you can go listen to her on Reach On Air. She, she's on Reach On Air Sundays at 11 a.m. Central Time. And that's basically her slot there when they allow her to have it, which most of the time it is. But getting back to my show, okay, I'm going to give you the answers now to the quiz, the contest. I'm going to cheat for you guys. It's not really a cheat because you're hearing it straight from the horse's mouth, as it were. So the answers to the Chicago Geocaching podcast quiz. Basically, I've had three shows. There's Tom Harris USA, Tom Harris Live, and Radio Free Asgard. Now, some of you might come up with Plain Dudes Radio. It kind of doesn't count, but I've told the guys over at Chicago Geocacher, I sent them to say, hey, if anybody mentions this show, you should count it. Because even though it's not my show in particular, I do have a regular slot on it. So whenever they do an episode, my commentary is included. It's, it's kind of a weird hodgepodge show where they have several people doing commentary on the same topic. So that's over at, at Plain Dudes Radio. So if you can go Google that, and that, that ought to take you to podteacher.com or one of those sites that Scott runs and uh, be there. Uh, they haven't actually released an episode of that in some time either, and that's because Scott has been soliciting clips from us all but hasn't actually been releasing them, and I'm not really sure why that is. I guess he's got his his own issues that he's dealing with. But like I said, you know, I do intend to come back as a live show at some point in the not-too-distant future. That would be ideal. I do have some pre-recorded bits that I've done for that show, and I do want to do music and chat. That is sort of what I'm looking at. When it's going to come back, well, you know, hell if I know. I don't want to, to rush into it. And I also, one of the other things about it is I don't have, I don't know if I want to do a weekly show. You know, Scott and Walt have a pretty good gig there doing a, a bi-weekly show, but they're a pre-recorded show and not a live show. And I think it might work a little bit differently for a pre-recorded show and a live show. So what I might have to do is do a pre-recorded show and then a live show and then have them alternate week by week. 
and have them go out automatically on the station if that's possible. I know I can do that on 1,000 mics, but I don't know if I can do that on any other venue. So it's one of those weird situations where I do intend to come back, I just don't know when. All right, so having kind of exhausted that topic, I do want to do a couple of things here. I want to do a couple of shout-outs. First to Adele. Hello, Adele. Adele is an old family friend and uh, recently got back in touch with her because of uh, some health issues that my father's having and some emails kind of going out among his children and close friends and uh, somebody who I knew back when I was a kid. So, so hi, Adele, and hope you're checking out the show and hope you enjoy it. And I also have an email. Believe it or not, I have an email to read out on this show. <laughs> I know. And this came to me back in November, so it's kind of been sitting in the hopper for a while. So this comes from our regular listener, James Bates. Now, James has started doing a show of his own over on 1000 Mics playing pod safe music. So uh, go check out James over on uh, 1000 Mics. I believe his username over there is James Bates 82 Not really absolutely positive about that. But, uh, yeah, he, he's an interesting chap from, uh, I think he's from London. Not, not really sure. But uh, he says, hi, Tom. Hope you're okay. It was nice to hear that you did another show again. Sorry for not listening live again. I'll catch you again live on your next show. Hopefully it seems like 1000 Mics is a good place for you to do the show because you can have it live and have the podcast in the same place, too. Well, I've just been talking about all that. Shame what happened to United Kingdom Radio. I take it it's not coming back. No, it's not coming back. There were rumors that somebody was trying to get it started up again. I will just say that they were blowing smoke out their ass. The person who was talking about having it start going again has absolutely no claim to United Kingdom Radio, does not have the rights to the name, doesn't have the rights to the logos or anything like that. So it was just somebody, it was wishful thinking on the part of a particular person and it's it completely false. Now, if United Kingdom Radio did come back, well, I might be persuaded to go on again. But anyway, that's not happening. Uh, anyway, he said, uh, shame what happened to United Kingdom Radio. I take it's not coming back, which is a shame. I stumbled across the station about two years ago by accident on my internet radio, and that got me into internet radio and the podcasting world. It got me listening into different and certainly interesting radio, as I find terrestrial radio isn't what it used to be, which is a shame. I liked your Back in History segment, Today in History, and hope to hear your travel segments again, as I did like them as well. Hope to hear you again soon. Sorry for the delay from James. All right. Well, thanks very much, James. And James, of course, being uh, a loyal listener who still gets in contact with me every once in a while. So that's uh, always great to hear from you, James. Okay. So that is the show. Um, I do have one more thing that I want to play before we go. And the, the story behind this is as follows. Basically, uh, my good friend Suko Sullivan, who I talked about earlier, does this show on Reach On Air. And every year, Suko has been doing a holiday pantomime. And I've been involved in this every year uh, for the last couple of years. And I've always been playing these, these pantomimes out on my show as well as her show. And so this is just a testament to how far behind I am is that the last time I did a live show was back in October. Otherwise, I would have played this some time ago. But I think it's funny and... I hope you enjoy it. This is the Christmas pantomime for 2011. 
And thank you very much for listening. And we hope to talk to you again sometime in the not too distant future, maybe on Reach On Air, maybe somewhere else. If anybody knows of any good venues, any internet radio stations that have music rights who are more reliable than Reach On Air, let me know. And, and I guess I needed to make a decision sometime in the next couple of months whether or not I want to come back on Reach On Air or somewhere else. And I suppose if I have to come back on Reach On Air, I'll come back on Reach On Air. Anyway. And here's the Christmas pantomime. Hope you enjoy it. Now, if you're a fan of Snow Patrol, you're probably going to get a lot more out of this than us normal people because a lot of the jokes in here have to do with Snow Patrol songs. So go check it out. Anyway, uh, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time, whenever that is. Thanks for listening. Bye. Somewhere in time in the snow-covered land of Lightbody, it's a little-known fact that Adam and Eve's surname was Light, and the Garden of Eden was on a landmass in a country called Lightbody, where it snowed every day. The population of Lightbody was very homogenous, being in a remote part of the world, and the entire population bore the name Light, Lightsun, or Lightdotia, all having been descended from the original Lights, Adam and Eve. Being an isolated population, they were forced to select mates from within their own communities. This resulted in a prevalence of recessive disorders. Half of the citizens of Lightbody were either colorblind or dwarfed. It was after midnight when the phone rang waking Nathan Lightson. He answered the phone. It was Sir Gary of Lightbody, captain of the Snow Patrol. Sergeant Nathan, get everyone to the headquarters as soon as possible. We've been called out in the dock to rescue a polar bear drifting out to sea. Uh, yes, sir. I'll gather the others right away and get the kayaks ready. Kayaks? No. Think we'll need the icebreaker for this one. Aye, aye, Cap. I'll prepare to set sail. Nathan called the other officers, Tom, Johnny, and Paul. Get here as soon as possible. A polar bear was spotted drifting out to sea. Now, let me explain why this was so concerning. Due to global warming, the temperature was dropping and the ice was melting and breaking away from the landmass. It was worrying to many concerned with conservation of animals native to Lightbody, especially the polar bears who provided them with food, clothing, footwear, shelter and fuel. Meanwhile, in a cottage deep in the woods on the very small island of Hyde, across the sea from Lightbody lived two sisters, Snow and Kay. Snow was fair of face and gentle of soul. She was quiet and diligent. She loved to keep their little cottage tidy, to read, and when the weather was warm enough, to swim in the sea. Kay, whilst resembling her beautiful sister, suffered from terrible allergies and so her face was marred by a bright red runny nose and roomy eyes. She possessed a fun-loving adventurous spirit, loving running through the meadows of Hyde and playing with the woodland animals who lived in the trees and bushes and burrows in their little cornered woods. And the animals all loved her in return. The sisters were polar opposites in nature, but both sweet in their own way and very devoted to each other. Kay, let's promise each other that we'll never leave one another. Not as long as we live. Living deep in the woods where few others ever stepped, they were startled when one night came a knock at the door. I said there came a knock at the door. Sorry. Kay, were you expecting a package or a visit from someone? It must be a wayward traveller or something, seeking direction or shelter. Snow, go and crack the shutters and then see who it is. Snow peeked through the slats. It is a man in a white fur cloak. Well, 
Don't just stand there. Let the wayward traveller in from the cold. Uh, why don't you get in? Kay opened the door. What she saw made her gasp. It was a polar bear. Snow, uh, come and greet our, our visitor. Snow joined Kay at the door and immediately slammed the door shut. Again there came a knock at the door. A knock at the door at the right time. Sorry. Please let me in. It's unbearably cold out here. I promise I will not harm you. Did that bear just ask to be let in? What? That's impossible. Please let me in. I promise I will do you no harm. Maybe I should let him in. Oh, no, you shouldn't. Oh, yes, you should. Oh, okay. I will let you in. Wait, put some clothes on, Kay. You look a little bare. No, I don't. Oh, oh yes, you do. Kay grabbed her robe and allowed the polar bear to enter the little cottage. Well, what brings you here, Mr. Bear? I was digging through the ice looking for my dinner when suddenly the ground I was on broke away and floated off into the sea. I swam and swam trying to find my way home, but could go no further. I set foot on land just outside the wood and was looking for a place to stay when I saw your little cottage. I'm very tired. Will you allow me to rest here for the night? Yes, yes. Come in, Mr. Bear. You're welcome to stay the night. Lie down by the hearth and I will bring you something to eat. What can I entice you with? Some sushi would be nice. Hmm, sushi. I think I got some sushi in cans a while back. You went all the way to France for Japanese food. So the bear lay in front of the roaring fire while Snow prepared his dinner and Kay kept him company. There's something I don't get about you. You're a bear. Why is it that you can talk? To be honest, I didn't know that I could until tonight. Just then, Snow returned with a platter of sushi and some knockwurst and beer. Mr. Bear, I've brought you some sushi and some knockwurst as well. There's nothing like a big hot sausage inside you on a cold night like this. You call this cold? Believe me, you don't know cold like the cold where I come from. Now, let's see what we have here. Why, all I see is California rolls. No eel or hamachi? Sorry, Mr. Bear. We're out of eel and yellowtail. All I have is crabs. No problem. Avocado is my favourite vegetable. Or is it a fruit? Well, that's puzzled me for a long time. And you can wash it down with a bear. I mean beer. I can't stand drinking beer. You don't have to stand. Look, just come and relax there in front of the fire. Now drink up. As the bear ate... Kay noticed him picking up the sushi with his right paw. This is the best worst I've ever had. Another thing I don't get as well. How is it that you are right pawed? I thought all polar bears were left pawed. Oh, that's just an old wife's tale. Are you taking anything for that cold? It's not a cold. It's just allergies. <laughs> what are the symptoms? They're a yellow-faced cartoon family. None of this has anything to do with the story. Shall we get back to the Snow Patrol? No, we shouldn't. Oh, oh yes, yes, we should. Okay, okay. Back in your boxes. So the Snow Patrol boarded the icebreaker. Batten down the hatch and splice the main brace. Splice the what? 
The main brace, it seems it's what you have to say when sailing. No idea what it means. In which direction was the bear seen drifting and when was it last seen? Last Friday night, heading south. Last Friday night? Why did you wait so long? I was otherwise indisposed. Wink, wink. <laughs> gotcha, Cap. Bad curry, was it? It was a fortnight before the men of the snow patrol spotted land. Paul, um, take over the um, uh, main brace thingy. I'm going out on the deck. But, sir, I can't reach it. Gary looked down at his men. He realised that none of them would be able to reach the uh, main brace thingy, let alone even splice it. Uh, Tom, uh, get an old force so Poe can stand on top of you and steer the ship. Uh, Nathan, Johnny, come out on the deck with me. Look in the distance, ahead. Where? Do you see that meadow with the golden floor? What? Where? I see a meadow there and another one there. Can't tell which meadow is the golden one. Oh, I should have known. Your socks don't match and that tie totally clashes with your shirt. Is it a man or woman? What? Is it the head of a man or woman? What head? Can you see a head? No, I thought you said you saw a head in the distance. The closer they got to land, the warmer it got. That bear could have drifted anywhere. And if he headed in this direction, he would probably not survive the heat. I say we dock for the night. Johnny, run up and tell Paul to look for a safe place to dock. Paul handily steered the boat in and found a safe place to dock. As they disembarked, they realised they were in an olive grove. All they could see beyond were trees. Doesn't look very promising, sir. Hmm. Well, let's explore the area. It looks pretty woody. Yes, it is rather pretty. Mm, follow me. Let, let's survey the perimeter for signs of life before we head into the woods. They had walked no further than a mile when Sir Gary spotted something swimming in the water. Look, there's something or someone in the water ahead. Let's not go through that again. <laughs> Could it be the polar bear? Just then, the most beautiful creature Sir Gary had ever seen emerged from the water. He pointed in her direction and said, Wait here, men. I don't want to frighten her. So Sir Gary walked towards the angelic vision, calling to her. Please, don't be afraid. The girl stopped and looked at the very tall, handsome stranger. Don't be afraid. My name, Gary. Me and men come from north on big canoe. Many days, no eat, no sleep. We look for signs of life. I see you swimming there. Oh, hi. My name is Snow. Why have you landed here in Hyde? One of our endangered polar bears has seen drifting out to sea. We were searching for him, but I think it is for naught. A polar bear? Why, a polar bear has been spending the nights in the cottage I share with my sister. Are you absolutely certain? Oh, yes. She's definitely my sister. No, I, I mean, are you sure the visitor is a polar bear? Well, it looks like a polar bear, and it talks like a polar bear. Then it's a polar bear. Wow! Do you mind taking us to your cottage? Why, no, not at all. Wait a second. Did you say the bear talked? Oh, yes, he's quite a cunning linguist. Sir Gary scratched his head, but then called his men over, introduced them to Snow, and they followed her to the cottage in the woods. She opened the door, and there on the carpet in front of the hearth was Kay and the bear making love. Oh, hey, hold on, this isn't in my contract. This is outrageous, I've got a reputation, you know. Go Get on with, with it. <sighs> right. She opened the door, and there on the carpet... 
Startled, Kay ran out of the cottage and into the woods. Snow was speechless for a while and then started to cry. Don't, don't cry, my dear. She'll come back. Then he said to the polar bear, Where did you come from? I was fishing for food near my home and all of a sudden I found myself drifting out to sea. Don't tell me your home is in Lightbody. Yes. Do you know of Lightbody? It's very remote and the male to female ratio is skewed. But, but, but how is it you can talk? In breeding. The bear looked very sad. Why do you look so sad, Mr. Bear? Because Kay has run away. Please, if you see Kay, will you tell her I love her? I do hope this doesn't end in one of those bloody happy endings. Oh, I do understand. For I too am in love. Oh, you are? With who? It's with whom, you idiot? Whom? Whom? I, I, I saw snow swimming there. And it was love at first sight. At that, Sir Gary knelt down and asked for Snow's hand in marriage. Oh, yes, yes. But can I keep my hair? God, I hate happy endings. I'll quit, you know. If this turns any happier, I'll quit. Get on with it! Before long, Kay returned and the bear asked for her hand in marriage. And soon Snow became Snow Light, and Kay became Kay Light Bear. Snow, will you return to Light Body with me? You could be happy there. Only if my sister and Mr. Light Bear agree to come too. Of course. Didn't we always promise to stay together? Yes, and we promised Mother as well. So Snow and Gary walked hand in hand, and Kay and Mr. Lightbear walked hand in paw back to the ship, whilst the little men of the Snow Patrol followed, carrying all of the sisters' worldly belongings, which didn't seem to include many clothes. And so, the gene pool of Lightbody got a little bit of a mix, and within a generation, the recessive disorders decreased tenfold, and all the people of Lightbody lived happily ever after. I'm bloody glad I don't live there. Oh, the avocado is a fruit. I hate the things myself. It looks like a pear, feels like a pear, tastes of absolute nothing. Now, give me a nice big pear any day. I'd love to get my lips on a nice juicy pear. Uh, with the juice running down my chin. Yeah, I think I could get both of my hands on a pair one of these days. You have been listening to Snow Light and Nose Red, a Christmas pantomime written and co-produced by Suko Sullivan, also co-produced by Cyberjohn, and engineered by Asterix Jones. Snow was sensually played by Suko. Nose Red, also known as Kay, was scousely played by Asterix Jones. Sir Gary of Lightbody was eloquently played by David Lever. The Talking Polar Bear was bearably played by Stephen Parker. Nathan was hilariously played by Tom Harris. Other parts played by the cast, including the Suko Get On With It crew, were Jerry, Jay, and Suko. Your narrator was, of course, the resourceful Cyberjohn. And we wish you a very special holiday season, wherever you are and whatever you believe. Not now. Sorry. Be good to blur. Most of what I remember makes me sure I should have stopped you from walking